the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The good, the bad, and the ugly of fatherhood coming up next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Proverbs chapter 17 provides for us a marvelous insight, if you will, into fatherhood. The glory of a father is the title of our message today as we continue with our series called His Glory. And again, we're in Proverbs chapter 17. This is Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. And as mentioned, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, is continuing our series called His Glory as we take a look at the glory of a father. Geared for men, women, we have something for you as well. Here's Pastor Napoleon and today's broadcast. Don't remove the ancient landmarks. What happens is sometimes in our lives, even in the pain of it, we want to just remove it. We don't want to talk about it and glorify what God has done. But I love when I read my Bible and I see how God, through his word, he would tell the life of David. The life of Samuel, the life of Moses, and all the ancient landmarks and how God took the people of God on a journey. He tells us the life of Jesus, the life of the Apostle Paul, the life of Peter. And he helps us to see the landmarks and there's some good in there and there's some bad in there. There's some victories in there. There's some defeats in here. But the ancient landmarks are necessary to help the next generation to prosper and to be blessed. But the devil wants our, he wants our past to go silent. He wants to shut it all out so that we don't have a, a point of reference for God's goodness and what he did to get us through and to make it this far in our personal lives. It's always good to look back as a father and say, man, look how far God it really has brought me. And I'm going to rejoice in it. I'm going to glorify God in it. Can I have an Amen. Now, as a woman of God, we as men, we also need your help. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 31. We need your help. And the community needs your help. The world needs your help. Look at the wisdom here. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Let's just read two verses here. It says in verse 10, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Now look at this. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil. All the days of her life. She does him good and not evil. Now, I think this is also part of it. And I hate to say this, 
But, and you guys understand where I'm coming from with this. And you women in the church know how much I love you. Y'all know. Y'all know I love y'all. I got, that's one thing about me. You know, I, I got some even, I got some strong women in this church. Strong personalities. I was just talking about that the other day. I got some strong personality women in the church. Some of you men, if you only knew. Married ones and, and single ones. One of the things that happens is, as a, as a, as a woman, we, we want to make sure that we're doing good and not evil. And part of the thing that we have to see is, built into the fall of man is the fact that God said this, a woman's desire will be towards or for her hundred, husband. Now, what we, when we look at that in the, in the Hebrew, it really means to usurp the position and place of her husband. And so this is something as women of God that you have to fight. Because what happens is, now watch this. You guys want to get a little deeper? Now watch this. Because... Men are the dominant physical being. What happens is men usually use domination and intimidation to, to rule over their wives if they're not godly men. They use intimidation and domination. Girl, you better do what I'm saying. You know, they use intimidation because they're physical stature. And so obviously that is wrong. That's not God. But then on the flip side, women tend to use manipulation to gain control and to rule and to run their households. Okay? And anytime we start using manipulation, we're entering into the realm of witchcraft. When we start trying to play on our husband's emotions and crying and, and, you know, well, I'm just, or withholding. When we start using manipulation, then then we're getting into the realm of witchcraft to manipulate, dominate, and take control of our house. And that is not the Lord. And so if we have to revert to, to using manipulation to get our way to control our house as a woman, now what you've done is you put yourselves at odds with God. I'm not worried about your husband because now I'm worried about God. And as a father, we have to make sure we're not using intimidation and domination, but wives have to make sure they're not using manipulation to gain control. Now, if you are a woman of God and you are single and you're raising kids, then you have, you're leading your house. So you have to lead your house. And then you have the men of God and people in your life, males in your life, that can help you to deal with your children and stuff, especially young men that are going through puberty. You need another man to come in and say, I got you, I got you. And so what happens is for us is we have to make sure that we don't resort to these things to try to get our way. And I love Proverbs because Proverbs 31, she says, it says here, who can find a virtuous woman for her worth is above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. You're going to endear yourself to your husband when you begin to take a step back and allow him to lead. 
or, or now watch this, or have a disagreement with him and keep it classy without using manipulation. He says, that breeds trust. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, and it's, it's you know, and I will say this. And, and you guys understand where I'm coming from with this. And you know, ladies, I, I, I love you. But we have to understand that, that nagging and being a murmurer is not healthy for your relationship. Can I have an amen? If you're just wah, 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 then what happens is it's unhealthy and it creates a, a culture within your home that is not going to breathe progress and blessing. And then ultimately God's looking. Now, this is the thing that I, 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 I always say. If I'm doing something wrong... And I want my wife to come and say something to me. And she does. My wife does a great job with it. She comes. When I say no or I say this, then that's fine. Let's shut it down. And then she can go tell God on me. And when she tells God on me, then God comes to me when I'm trying to pray. And he said, did you hear what your wife said? I said, yeah, but I didn't listen to her. Well, it was me. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then now, I don't got anywhere to go except back. It's okay, God said, okay, this is, all right, let's do what she says. But we don't have enough trust. Women don't have enough trust in God to say, hey, God loves me. And I'm going to tell God on my husband. And God is going to get him. Can I have an amen? And he's going to get him in his time. But I'm not going to be arguing and fighting and murmuring and complaining and doing all this stuff that's going to take away the peace in our house. Can I have an amen? And so as women, we want to make sure, as women, you want to make sure that we embrace this. Now go down to verse 28. Look at verse 28 here. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. And I think for this, this is also important as a father that, let's start off with the mothers. As a mother, we want to position ourselves where our children just see the blessing that we are. And not only our children, but the fathers see, even if you are divorced and you're raising the kids separate from each other, there should be something even in your your former husband's uh, life. Mind that causes him to say, even though we're not together, she is a real blessing. I I can praise her. We had our differences, but I can praise her. She's a great mother. And what happens is, for us, if we're married, it's the same thing. Our husbands should praise us or praise our wives. The husbands should praise their wives. There should be a lot of praise going on from both sides. My sons never hear me complain about my wife. Man, your mama, man, she's tripping again. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord anyhow. My goodness, she just, oh, my goodness, she just nags all the time. 
My, my kids don't hear me say that. No, I might say that to her. <laughs> Stop nagging. I don't say that to them. My kids don't know anything about that. They just know that their mom is just awesome, man. She's a blessing. And that's what should happen. And the same thing for the wives when they're speaking about fathers. Oh, your dad, oh my goodness, he won't do nothing. And then we badmouth the father in front of the kids, and then the kids start looking at dad funny. Dad go out, he's searching for a job. You ain't working yet. Mama says you were never going to get a job. I know I'm preaching it up in here. And then the kid looking around like, man, oh my goodness. I'm not going to get no kind of inheritance with this guy. (laughs) Lord Jesus, help me. But you see what I'm saying? There should be blessing and praising going on in the house. And so that the kids understand this aspect of it. And so the women of God, you should aspire to be praised by your husband. Because you're not a leaky faucet. And then what does that do? It empowers, it encourages, it makes a man want to lead, guide, guard, protect, provide, love, and take a position in his home to be a real father and to be a blessing. And this is what we should be looking for. And I want to end this message by going to the book of Malachi chapter 4. We need fathers. And we need strong women of God who also understand the, the order of things. And, and understand God's, God's purpose for all of us is men and women. And I will say this. In this church, one of the things that is a blessing for us as a church community, is when you look around this building, there are a lot of very mature, strong women in the church, and I love it. I love it. I love the fact that we have some very powerful women of God in this church. But the women of God, we have so many of them that also understand authority and understand the order that God has established, and then they're free to do. I, I just, that's why I praise the women of God in this church. I love women that, that, that have, that are, you know, they're not going to just be pushovers to everybody. I love that. But then they also know how to stand down if it's a situation where they need to stand down. I love it. And my wife, my wife's no pushover. My wife will tell you straight to your face. She's not no chump now. But she knows that when I say, hey, this blah, 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 blah. Okay, did you pray about it? Yeah, I prayed about it. I feel like I heard from God. Okay, well, all right. Let's, let's roll. And then if I blow it, she say, well, you didn't hear from God. <laughs> so, well, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I thought I did. <laughs> All right, let's go. Move on. <laughs> now, look at this. Let's look at Malachi chapter 4, and let's look here at verse 4. It says, Remember the law of Moses, my servant, 
which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgment. Behold, God says, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, if you look at most theologians, there is a spiritual aspect to this and there is a natural aspect to this. You know, most theologians believe that in the, at the end of the age that someone that is going to come in the spirit and character and nature of Elijah at the end of the age that is going to, you know, release the gospel and preach the gospel primarily to the Jews to help to turn their hearts back to the fathers. But then also, there's also the spirit of Elijah. The Bible talks about, and I will send the spirit of Elijah. And so I believe that there's also a spiritual component of this where the spirit of Elijah is being released into the earth to help men to realize the value of the hearts of the children being turned to their fathers and the hearts of the fathers being their hearts being turned to the children. When we don't have that operating within our culture, then what happens is there's a curse. And we got to break this curse over the land. That is tied to the lack of fatherlessness and the lack of a heart towards the children. And it's our job as a church, people that know these truths, to make sure that we're constantly trying to connect fathers to their children and then helping children to understand the value of their father. And it is a heart thing, this says. It's a heart thing. It's a hard thing. We got to get fathers that turn their hearts back towards their kids and helping their kids and be a blessing for the kids so we don't have so much fatherlessness in the church, fatherlessness in the community. We need spiritual fathers to step up and say, it's not just about me helping my kids in my house. How can I help somebody else's kids in their house when they're struggling? She can't do this by herself. How can I help her do this and be a blessing to her son? Well, I'm going, I'm taking my kids on a trip. Why don't we bring one of your friends with us so he can get around us and see how our family operates and how we can be a blessing to him and pour into his life too. Can I have an amen? Why don't you let the kids come on? Bring all the kids over to the house. Let them come over to the house and play video games and hang out so they can see what it's like to be in a home where there's godly parents and that God's presence is there. Can I have an amen? This kid doesn't have any shoes. How can we help this kid get some shoes? Let's go buy this kid some shoes. Well, let's send him to the church. No, how about you do it? Why don't you do it? You just helped your kids. Why don't you help that kid? He don't have shoes. And then now we start being, we we start doing what we're called to do as a church community and help to be a blessing. And that that's a sign that my heart is being turned towards the children. And then we get the children's heart. And we're going to talk about that um, in a few weeks. The children's hearts turn back towards their fathers. And not just natural ones, but spiritual ones. God has sent men of God into my life, I want to listen to them. 
I want to listen to those men of God that God has placed to help me to get out of my situation. What happens, saints, is that as men, we got to step up and stop worrying about just, I mean, how, how long you go, how many sports you going to watch, man? Are, are you going to raise your kids too? How many days you're going to go golfing? Can you take your, can you just hang out with your kids and laugh with them? How, how many, how many, how many days is, and then we get, and then men get mad at the ladies because we're not stepping to the plate to do what we're supposed to do. So what are they supposed to do? And now they're bearing a, bear, a burden that God never intended for them to bear because we won't step to the plate. Because we're too busy golfing. And then we look around and say, well, pastor, man, my wife is nagging me. Well, why don't you step up? Step up. All she's saying is that she wants you to be in her son's life, your son's life. Turn off the TV, man. And then what happens is, and then what happens is the hearts begin to get knitted together. They start to get knitted together. And then God says, I'm getting ready to lift this curse. I'm challenging the men. I'm challenging myself that if we want the the world to change, it's got to start with our homes. It's got to start with our marriages. It's got to start with us stepping up and truly being a father and stop waiting for somebody else or stop pushing it off onto our kids, our wives, and step up and say, I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to be there for my kids. And God's turning my heart back to my kids. And so this morning... I'm issuing all the men a challenge. That also means come to the men's meetings. Get further equipped. Get around the brothers. Get around some godly men. Stop hanging with your homeboys all the time that, don't want, that just want to go to the pub and watch the game. Get around some godly men that want to pray and fast with you and believe God with you. Start creating some healthy boundaries in your life. And tell, tell the ladies, hey man, I don't got time to be playing around. Tell the ladies, on your job, ain't no, no flirting around here. I don't get down like this. I'm not living for myself. I got, I got kids that I'm trying to be an example for so I can lead them in the way. Can I have an amen? And I'm not going to fail. I'm going to make sure that they have a pathway and some landmarks that they can see how to get to where God's trying to take them in their life. And we start stepping up like this, then we start seeing the culture shift and change. And then as ladies, and I'm going to say this in closing, as ladies, that we, that we encourage and we, we exhort and we push and we, be, we bless our husbands so that they would step up. Or we see godly men in the church, we're a blessing to them to say, man, you know, go ahead. Be a blessing. And as women, that we also, we don't just, we don't sell ourselves short. If he wants to be with you, you let him know that you're a woman of God. And you're not, we're not going to be playing around. You got to put a ring on this finger and you got to be living right if you want to get with me. Can I have an amen? Stop settling. Stop settling for these jokers out here that just want to have sex. I'm trying to set up a legacy for my kids and my life and I can't be messing around with you. 
And then you're going to try to live with me and eat up all my food and sit here on the couch while I'm working and you here hanging, asking me to do your hair. The devil is a lie. You better get up out of here. I, gotta, I, got, I need a godly man in my life. my goodness. I need a man of God. Can I have an amen? You're not going to sit around and be doing nothing. Get up. Let's go. And if you're not saved, you can't even get on first base. You can't even get up to bat. You better be saved, love God, filled with the Holy Ghost, and on fire and want to do what's right. Because if we're going to have some kids, I need a father that's going to lead my kids in the right direction. Can I have an amen? We got to get this stuff out of the church. Because it's destroying everything. We need some men. We need some fathers. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.